You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. There's a lot more punks than there was four years earlier, but there was also as many posers. Posers were people that looked like punks, but they did it for fashion. Welcome to SLC Punks, a Utah jazz podcast brought to you by the staff of SLC Dunk. Now here's your hosts, Michael Lohman and James Hansen. Alright, welcome back to the SLC Punks podcast. This is your host, Hansen James. And this is Captain Milo America. That's right. It's uh we are all witnessing the rise of well Griff has his new Twitter handle Cap Don America. That's what we're we witnessing in right Spider-Man. now. We believe in Spider-Man. We believe That's in right. Spider-Man. We believe in Spider-Man. We believe in Spider-Man. Yeah. Not the yeah. not the Sony version, the Marvel version. Yeah. Marvel version. Yeah. <laughs> I I I'm I'm really stoked to see them shoehorn Spider-Man in Venom, but that's another conversation. Um so yeah. the real Spider-Man, the one who is showing out in China, um is has been killing it. Uh Donovan Mitchell, his last game uh, against the Czech Republic, his defense was on full display in the first half um and really getting his teammates involved. In the second half, when they needed somebody to just take over the game, Donovan Mitchell took over. He had he had uh, 11 points in the second half, didn't miss a shot, um, including one monster slam. His defense, he was all over the place. He was disruptive. He he was getting his teammates involved still. He just really took over. He, he played a game-high 25 minutes, and uh, many people, many people uh, around the NBA Twitter sphere and also I'd say national media, we're saying, oh wow, this is this is a completely different Donovan Mitchell. And I shouldn't say different. It was just Donovan Mitchell has been seen as uh I'd say he's been slandered. He gets slandered by people being like he's a Mormon Monte Ellis, or he's uh, like uh, the Tyreek Evans stupid comparison is really dumb. Um but or or he's like a you know, like an Allen Iverson light, like he's just gonna go out there and be an inefficient scorer. And then he's going to get blown up on defense. And mm-hmm. defensively, what's been amazing to him, and I put this in the game preview for USA versus Turkey, is his defense is weaponized now. It's not just a, hey, you know, he's not going to hurt you out there. It is a weapon. Very much like a Kawhi Leonard, like a Marcus Smart, like a Paul George. Um, his perimeter defense is crazy good, and it's it has to do with his size now. Like there are times dur- during this, I think he's Marcus Smart. Like I'm like, well, oh, that's Marcus Smart's body. I was gonna say, like you mentioned Marcus Smart. I, I mean, I was watching him play against Australia. He looks bigger than Marcus Smart, which is insane. He his size is just gonna be an absolute problem. He came into the league at 225 as a rookie, and he's gotten bigger. And so, like physically, he is just. I mean. If you're guarding Donovan Mitchell, you've got to look at him and just go, oh, boy, <laughs> like tonight is yeah. going to be a long night because he is just 
he's just yeah. so physically impressive. Just his, he's big, probably 235, 240, but of just pure muscle. And he's fast and long and quick. And now he's hitting that, I mean, he's hitting that mid-range pull-up and hitting those spot-up threes. We're getting to kind of see Donovan Mitchell play off of a player that we'll get to see in Mike Conley in Kemba Walker. When Kemba Walker is setting up Donovan Mitchell, he's been just lights out. It's honestly, it's been so much fun to watch. And uh, yeah, I, I've been really impressed by Donovan Mitchell. So there is the the defense that he, it's really hard to quantify in st- on a box score. Um, mm-hmm. But you really saw it. In, so in that first quarter, Donovan was really, I wouldn't say deferring, but he's really trying to get his teammates involved. He wasn't trying to, um, he only had three, he had three shots um, uh, and he missed two of them in that first quarter. But the rest of the time he was getting his teammates involved and really, um, and, and the Americans couldn't hit much in that first quarter. And they almost trailed after the first quarter to the Czech Republic. And you're thinking, oh, geez, here we go again. Mm-hmm. And um, and then the second quarter got uh, got underway, and I would say um, it was uh, Jason Tatum and and Donovan Mitchell defensively just locked in. Oh, it was when uh, and, Donovan was on the floor with Marcus Smart. They were mm-hmm. ferocious, and that was yeah, what really turned perimeter. the game. And Jason Tatum was was and was he was hitting and passing lanes. Yes, it was. That was what turned. That was what really turned it around. And that's what this team. You this this year's team USA. Usually, there's older guys on this team, and they're they're more. Uh, they're they're just better offensively because they've been in the league longer. They're more talented offensively, top to bottom. And this team is not that. But what they do have is they have athleticism, just in spades mm-hmm. and that athleticism can really 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 be disruptive defensively and i like what um popovich is doing with his line with his with his roster he's going he's going 12 deep with this and he's just wanting to keep guys fresh out there so he can have maximum intensity on the defensive end so mm-hmm. that anytime his his team is out there the opposing team is going against somebody who is fresh defensively and that is that's that's he's using that as their weapon, which is completely different. I think what um, maybe some some lay watchers of the NBA are probably confused by when they're like, "Oh, this team isn't very good." It's like, no, this team is really good defensively. They are very good defensively, and it's just, I mean, for for Donovan Mitchell, this is this is a kid in the candy store who he he already plays on a team whose calling card is defense. And so with that, with that being the Utah Jazz's calling card, I feel like he can get behind and be a good leader um, for this team. He can really get behind this strategy and really lead by example because he's he's used to being asked this. And I think he finally has the body. He's been healthy enough to really um, be a weapon defensively. So this is really fun. It's really well, yeah, fun to watch him. You're right. I mean, the leadership thing comes and Popovich has just, I mean, he's dependent on Donovan more than anyone else. I watched that one game. Um, I sat in my bed, watched an illegal stream on my phone. <laughs> like, <watched> Donovan. <laughs> but like, uh, 
Not even uh, going to do the free trial for 14 days. You ain't going to no, like, screw that. Like, I was like, that com- game? I ca- had to keep like uh, deleting the porn bots and stuff, but I watched it for free. So that's the sacrifice that you have to make. But I Good like watching you. that game. It really felt like Popovich leaned on Donovan. Um, and then after the game, you find out he played more minutes than anybody. And the second one who played the minutes uh, after him was Marcus Smart. And it makes sense yeah. because that game turned when they started uh, playing defense. Donovan, I mean, uh, I got a little beef with a, a certain website called The Ringer, but they did have a good article today because they actually started watching him uh, talk about how, you know, Marcus Smart or Donovan Mitchell might have like the defense of Marcus Smart and the offense of Kemba Walker. And I actually feel like Donovan has a higher ceiling than Kemba Walker because he's a better passer. I think um, when Kemba Walker is hitting his shots, it's great. And better size. And better, and better size, size better length. Play. Just, yeah, all around just um, – like Kemba Walker, when he's hitting shot, he's dynamic. But when those shots aren't falling for Kemba, he's not as great as a facilitator as you'd like just because the size is just not there. Uh, sometimes he's a great perimeter like creator. I There was one play where he penetrated the lane, and you'll see him kick out to a corner three for Donovan, and Donovan buries it. And that's the stuff that gets me excited with Mike Conley is just thinking about how Donovan can play off him. And then there was that one play where uh, Kemba, like, Donovan just cuts to the rim and Kemba makes a perfect pass to Donovan as he cuts. And then it pulls the defender towards Donovan and he kicks it out perfectly. Uh, I think it was gets it on Twitter made a good comment. Like just imagine Conley passing to Donovan as he cuts Boyan Bogdanovich on the perimeter is able to just bury the three. The jazz are going to be really good. And we're seeing kind of with Donovan, with this team doing what we'll see this season. It's, it's pretty exciting stuff. He's absolutely taking over. And I, I mean, I think people are finally watching him. I was I was listening to the Ringer the other day, and uh, Justin Barrier said that he watched two minutes of U- of of USA lose to Australia, which made me want to sh- um, just like punch myself in the face. But like, luckily, Donovan's showing out. He's being efficient. His defense is being is just impacting every aspect of the floor, and he's hitting shots. And that little pull up mid range game. I know some people are questioning that and. Is this a good idea? I mean, that's a playoff shot. And if that's a shot that he can. That, that is a playoff shot because that's the only shot you're going to get in the playoffs. Like mm-hmm. the, the people don't realize like you need that shot in the playoffs. You really do. In the in the regular season, yeah, you're going to be able to light the Phoenix Suns um, from outside and inside because, you know, they're inexperienced. They're not good. Um, mm-hmm. They're going to be going through the motions. You're not going to be able to do that crap to the Houston Rockets in the second round. It's a, it's a completely different thing because they know just as anybody else, the la- the, the, the only two shots they do not want to give up are right up to the rim and on the perimeter. And so, and likewise, the Jazz are only wanting to give up that mid-range shot as well. It's, it's part of why they played James Harden so weird was they were just like, we would rather that mid-range shot be there than any other shot. We don't want to step back three, and we definitely do not want um, somebody at the at the exact, exact rim. So that shot has to be taken, and then he's doing a great job at it. Oh, he's hitting it. And so he's playing off of uh, – he's getting that pick, and he's pulling up for mid-range, and he's burying it. Like I don't know what the exact numbers are, but he is hitting it with regularity. And I wanted to make um, – one other comment. I mean, Donovan Mitchell played more minutes than anyone on Team USA. And you know how many minutes it was? 24. So for all these people that are, 
you know, angry that Donovan went to the to play and they're worried that he's getting hurt. He played more than anyone else and played 24 minutes. It turned out okay, right. guys. Like, yeah, he's it's like he's like really played 25. I I think going back to that Australia Team USA game, people who are throwing a fit that the that they're like, oh no, you know, Team USA, they're probably not gonna gonna do great because you know they lost to Australia. They lost to Australia a back to back when they just barely got into just gone to Australia just a few days before. New place, new time, back to back, and oh yeah, my favorite part is Popovich doesn't give a crap about exhibition games and decorum. He was still testing lineups in that game. While there might have been other coaches who would bend under the pressure of being like, oh, I, you know, all the what it looks like if Team USA loses, he really didn't give a crap because he knew that game was a practice game. He knew he had to use it as practice. So idiots out there who were like, well, Willie lost to Australia, it's just like it was an exhibition game. We don't throw a fit when Bill Belichick loses in August. So why are we throwing a fit when Team USA loses an exhibition game? Mm-hmm. So like calm the crap down about that. It, and and another thing that is kind of like kind of just bothering me is is how dismissive some people are still of Donovan Mitchell and his talent ability where you get this whole like oh he's a Mormon Monta Ellis or you know he's you know he's a Mormon Tyreek Evans all this like BS like throwing him like he's a bus crap um and then also there's some someone on Jazz Twitter who um I'm pretty sure it's just a Sixers fan in disguise who believes that Donovan Mitchell is overrated, who is getting a whole big pile of crow day by day now with Team USA. So, you know, have fun, McCade. So the um the the there's this there's a stupid outside thing that Donovan Mitchell is really overrated. And you have a guy now who is so focused on defense who can really be an asset for for the Utah Jazz come this next season defensively. It it is it is really exciting to think of the Utah Jazz having two guys like Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley and Mike Con- like Ricky Rubio. There was somebody else on on Jazz Twitter who was talking about how Ricky Rubio um, by by pl- defensive plus or minus is a better point guard is a better defensive point guard than Mike Conley. Oh my gosh. Which is I saw that and I just thought, just, oh my god! Just I, I just wanted to, to can we yeah. Uh, 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 I was just like, this is this is. Can I can make? Just, like, I got something to say it? about that. When whenever you can, can I report that? Can I report that tweet as as like garbage? I, like I just want one or like abuse, racist, homophobia, garbage, <laughs> garbage done, just reported. Like the 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 thing that's so dumb about that. A it, it. This is like people. If you're an NFL fan, you're like he's he's a better. Why he's a better cornerback because he has more interceptions, and this guy doesn't have many interceptions. And then you realize, but then you go back and you look at the tape, and you're like, "Oh, wow! Um, the opposing quarterback doesn't throw to that side of the field when that cornerback is out there. He doesn't. He like that side of the field is just gone. He doesn't throw to them, so he doesn't have the stats to look like he's really doing something versus a Ricky Rubio." who's out there a ball hawking safety, but is always getting lit up because he's in the wrong place at the wrong time because he's always watching the quarterback's eyes but not watching the play or trying to do something else. Like he's always he's always looking for the bit he's looking always looking for the, like the kill shot. And that's kind of like Ricky Rubio always playing the passing lanes. 
And he could get away with that. Here's a stupid thing. He could get away with that in Utah because he had Rudy Gobert. Because Rudy Gobert can can wipe away all your ills on defense. And that's what the Jazz wanted him to do too because they knew his strength isn't staying in front of somebody. So we'd rather him play to his strength of going for the turnover. And then Rudy Gobert can clean up his mess versus that. Versus a Mike Conley who is like that cornerback who once he's out there, he can close down space. There's going to be a section of the court that's closed down. And you combine that with Donovan Mitchell now on the perimeter. And now you have two guys where you're just like, even if you're trying to get these guys to switch, you're still in a nightmaric position because if you, any one of the Jazz's uh, perimeter players, Ingles, Mitchell, Conley, Exum, if you're switching, trying to switch them on defense, you are still getting an insanely good defensive player. And that is going to wreck worlds for the Utah Jazz next season. And I do not want to see one dumb ass take on Twitter saying that Ricky Rubio is better than Mike Conley. He's gone. You don't have to carry his water. Oh, I, I've got to honestly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The PR machine is over, guys. It's over. It's freaking over. It's, like it's here's dumb. here's the thing do we have to do revisionist history on this by the way like i know that a lot of people really love ricky rubio and i enjoyed watching ricky rubio his first year here the second year it was pretty rough but we don't have to go and and pretend like things were different than they actually were and if we're gonna say things like oh staying in front of your man isn't as important as like team defense or whatever the hell like you mean the thing that's most important on defense you know how frustrating, frustrated Rudy Gobert must get at times when he's sitting there and watching guys just come to the rim at will and he sees the effort level or the lack of ability to stop a guy on every single play? It's got to be mind numb. It's got to be so frustrating for Rudy Gobert. Sure, Rudy Gobert is the best defensive player in the NBA. He's absolutely the best. There is no one that's even close. Like if you want to you talk about how good Rudy Gobert is, uh, Miles Turner was considered a top three, four defensive player of the year candidate. He can't hold a stick to Rudy Gobert and what he does. And to have a player that re- refuses to stay in front of his man or absolutely can't, whether it's one or the other, is maddening. So great. He gets a he gets a steal here and there because Rudy Gobert's talent is so freaking high that he's allowed to like take risks that no one else in the NBA would allow you to do. Uh, he takes advantage of it. And Guess what? R- Ricky Rubio wasn't any better anywhere else. I, last time I checked, he never won. Uh, he was never above 500 in Minnesota. And when he came here, the reason he was above 500 is because he played with Rudy Gobert. So don't tell me that. R- R- it's just such a nonsense thing. It, the season needs to start, honestly, is what this tells me. Because people are coming out with just nonsense. It's not good for my Is this a hot take? Is this a hot take? No, it doesn't even qualify as take. This is just wrong. It doesn't Sorry, qualify it's as just hot. Wrong. It's just stupid. It's stupid. You can't. And this is this is peak off season Twitter when you have guys who are like, "I got a hot take for you." Insert dumbass statement here, and they're like, "What do you think about that?" It's like, no, that's just inflammatory and get trying to get you like trying to just like piss off as many people as you possibly can at the same time. Just so you can get likes and retweets and 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 it just shows on on people's timelines. Oh. I'm always surprised by how many people follow McCade on Twitter, and it, it like and and it's just like it's just inflammatory. It's just people. It's just trying to say things to get people pissed off, so that people can follow them and all these other things. And and it happens majority of the time 
in off-season Twitter, and that's not it's not what it's about. Like, at least have these smart takes. Like, if your only defense for Ricky Rubio being a better defender than Mike Conley is like, well, I was just running the defensive plus or minus, and you're like, okay, here's the thing about defensive plus or minus. Uh, you got to watch the game to make sure. It, like that's that's, well, that's one of those part things. of study. That's part um, of doing a piece or it, whatever. Yeah, that's, it, it, well, yeah, for example, like uh, running business intelligence. If I'm if I'm at my job and there's a certain stat that clicks up, I'm using that stat so I can I like as a, as a as a warning marker where it's just like hmm, I need to take a deeper look into that. I'm not using it as the base like. It, like you're you're a dumb business person if you look at a base analytic like one out just it doesn't matter how in context you're looking if you're just looking solely at that and not looking at it as it pertains to your entire business you're being an idiot and so if you're looking at just like i looked at defensive plus or minus and he says he's better so he must be the better defensive player that's not that that's not smart we know, we know, like, say, players like Chauncey Billups. Chauncey Billups talks all the time about Ben Wallace. And he said, we as a team look so good defensively. And he said, I got made uh, – he's like, I got put on all defense. And Chauncey Billups would joke around with Ben Wallace saying, I don't deserve to be here. They're going to find out I'm a fraud once you leave. And 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 he says that kind of tongue-in-cheek, but I do think there's some there, – there's some – there's definite truth to that. And I think that's the case with like Rudy Gobert. We see players when they come to Utah with Rudy Gobert and all of a sudden we're like, wow, look at them. They're just, they're a, they're a better defensive player. Like for example, Joe Ingles, I think Joe Ingles is a good defensive player, but I think with, with Rudy Gobert, he looks like a phenomenal defensive player. I think Bo, Boyan Bogdanovich, I think he, people are like, he's a poor defender. I bet you next season people are going to be like, he's a much better defender than I thought he was. And I think 75% of that is going to be because of Rudy Gobert. And the other 25% is going to be because Quinn Snyder's not going to let him slack on defense as much as he probably did on other teams, a different a defensive identity. So this whole thing of like Ricky Rubio is a better, is a better defensive player last year, last season – uh, God, I hope so, because if he's not, then, I mean, how in the world is Mike Conley's defensive plus minus better on a Memphis Grizzlies team that is absolute trash and and, and getting and, and was devoid of talent? Yeah, Ricky Rubio should be the better defensive player because he's playing with Donovan Mitchell, Ricky Rub- uh, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, and Joe Ingles and Derek Favors. Mm-hmm. He should be. His defensive plus Royce or minus O'Neal. should be. And that's what... And Royce O'Neal, that's what watching the tape does it does for you. Because defensive plus or minus is as much about who's out there with you as what you're doing out there. It, actually, the former is probably way more influential than the latter. And so... Mm, oh, mm, it just... Mm, it's, mm, it's, mm. It's, uh, we got on a random tangent. Oh, I, don't I know mind. we're talking I like I don't FIBA, mind because but, this matters. This stuff is freaking frustrating. And this is the problem with... Uh, basketball like blogging in in general right now is off season. Well, yeah, it's the off season crap, but it's also the regular season crap because like Chris Ryan does not watch the Jazz. It's very obvious. It becomes painfully it's cringeworthy stuff sometimes listening to him talk about the Jazz. Like, so for example, he's a big time Philadelphia guy, and he gets his. I don't even know if he watches Philadelphia to be honest, because he's constantly mentioning that uh, rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast. 
So it almost feels like that's where you get your information about everything. Um, he doesn't watch Donovan Mitchell play. I feel I feel like he I feel like he's moving more towards like pop culture. Yeah, he should stay anyway. there. Like I feel like I feel- he should stay there because honestly, like when uh, when he talks about Donovan Mitchell, like this year he made he's like, oh, I don't believe it. I want to see him. He's got to prove something to me. And it's like, what does he need to prove? What does he have to prove? He doesn't have to prove anything he's to you, by the way. He's made it to the, the second round as a rookie. Oh, yeah. That's the, that's the, like, and the, these people are the same ones. Like, what, what does the guy have to prove that he's he's set records as a rookie for playoff performance? Like, what else does this dude have to do for you? Well, you, you? have to actually watch like, him play. That's that's really odd. Well, that's the thing that's frustrating. Like, I understand, like, a player like Devin Booker, like his, like Devin Booker in, in Phoenix, where it's just like, you know, he's got to prove it to me if he's a really good player. But Donovan Mitchell, like Donovan, it's, it's so crazy. Well, it's so annoying. And here's the other thing that's frustrating is that this is what the problem is with saying something like Ricky Rubio is a better defender because of defensive real plus minus or whatever the hell is because you're looking at numbers. You're not looking at context and you're not looking at film. It's okay to use numbers and kind of get an idea and, and try to find trends and try to find something interesting like, oh, this player looks like they really measure out really good. At that point, you should not come out with an opinion. What you should do is now watch that player, study that player. What is it that he's doing that is creating this incredible advanced analytic? If you are just taking an advanced analytic and then making a definitive statement about that, you're an idiot. You are not doing this right. That's wrong. Because what you're doing is just, and that's what people do with Ben Simmons and Donovan Mitchell. It's ridiculous. If you watch Ben Simmons play basketball, you see what he does and why his analytics are so good. The guy will not shoot a jump shot uh, if it's not a dunk. He just will not. And he knows that one of the things that inflates his value is him having a 60% or whatever per field goal percentage it is from two because he can't shoot a jump shot. And if he ever did, his field goal percentage would go down and we'd see what he'd do. And I tell you right now, if Ben Simmons started shooting jump shots uh, with regularity, they would not go in and he would look very, very similar to Lonzo Ball. They're very similar players, and he wouldn't look much different because he can't hit shots. Difference between Ben Simmons and Lonzo Ball, if you actually watch them play, is Lonzo Ball's not a coward, and he will take jump shots, and and he'll miss them. But guess what? Lonzo Ball's getting better. Ben Simmons isn't. And so that's what's frustrating to me is people like Chris Ryan and Justin Barrier who do not watch the Jazz. I sometimes wonder if they even watch the NBA in general. They're just looking at stats, and that's what the national guys do. If you're covering the Jazz, you should watch the Jazz and not come out with like a – like look at what you're seeing. Accept it for what it is. Stop taking PR from the Jazz themselves telling you what to think. Look at it yourself and have your own opinion. And maybe this is – I'm going on a crazy rant here. This goes for politics and everything. Look at it yourself and come away with your own viewpoint before you have someone telling you what to think. You know, drives me crazy. Right, right, right. And here's the crazy, and and here's the crazy thing too. And he's like, well, you know, defensive plus or minus. Like, you know, uh, uh, you could look at it, and uh, you know, blah blah blah. Ricky Rubio has a better defensive plus or minus than uh, you know, um, uh, uh, Mike Conley. And so uh, here's the people who have better defensive plus or minus, better defensive plus or minus than Mike Conley. Uh, guys like Markel Fultz last season. Um, Lonzo Ball, who by the way is a good defender. By the um, way, I'm, I'm pro uh, Lonzo. <laughs> yeah, but but you but were yeah, you could at DeLon, you, if right? you said that if you said um, that you'd uh, be uh, wrong. Uh, ma- ma- like Hal Neto, yeah, exactly. Like no one's gonna no one's gonna go out there and be like, uh, the you know the, the, the stats say that uh, you know 
Alan Nesso is a better defender um, than Michael Conley. And that's stupid. That's completely stupid. That's looking at uh, that's that's looking at something completely out of context. It's looking at something completely, completely, completely out of context. And so, um, so that's that's what we have to. That's what you got to realize in this whole thing when you're like, okay, um, what does this mean? Why is this probably higher? And that defensive plus or minus. If you look at who share what who Ricky Rubio shares the court with the majority of the time, it's Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Ricky Rubio is rare was rarely oh. rarely off uh, on the court without Rudy Gobert. Quinn Snyder protected him with the utmost care. <laughs> Honestly. Like, well the thing is is if I had a guy who was who who and we saw this on film, he would he would he would he would uh go under screens when he shouldn't have. He was lazy going when he was off ball action, he was lazy on off ball action because he was watching he was ball hawking, not you know, like trying to stay one on one. He wasn't closing space, and so if I was, if I'm a good, if I'm a coach who I know I have this player who is really good in transition, um, I'm I'm trying to get him in his transition as much as possible and go for those steals. But I know he's going to get lit up um, from time to time, so I need him always out there with Rudy Gobert. I have to protect that blind side, and so. That's what's going. That's what happened with Ricky Rubio. And so you're looking out here, and you're like, "Wow, look at this defensive plus or minus." And you, and then you realize, "Oh, oh my gosh. Okay, this is uh, he wasn't baking the bread. He wasn't. He was. He didn't. He wasn't there. Yeah, like it was. It was Rudy Gobert really working his tail off. And then all of a sudden you realize, "Oh, when you watch Mike Conley and watch him." You know, two years ago, three years ago, rather than just last year when his team was just was just garbage, and you're like, "Oh, wow, look at that! Like he's shutting down these top players. He's really he's really doing some insane work out there." Now, why why wasn't that coming across last year versus this year? And 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 and, and it just requires you just to do some thinking. It just requires you to do some thinking out there, and. Uh, it's just, it's well, just yeah, frustrating. And, and it's just, about, and let's use some context with Mike Conley too. He's on a team that got rid of Marcus Gasol, Marcus Gasol, who's kind of in the twilight of his career too, by the way. And he is their lead defender, guarding the lead point guard every single night. Uh, that's going to cause, that's going to be an issue for your defensive real plus minus when you're guarding, uh, you know, James Harden or you're guarding, you know, who these the best guards in the league. He's guarding them every single night, and and that's just going to make your defensive real plus minus not as good. Like if you're guarding Kawhi because you're the best perimeter yeah. defender on your team, it's going to be tough. It's going to be bad for your real plus minus. And that's the thing. Is that this thing with plus minus? It's it's an analytic. It's 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 like so. It's just one. It's one data point that you're looking at over a lot of different data points. And if it signals and you're and and the thing with Ricky Rubio is just like, man, this doesn't match up to what I know. So why is this why is this off or why is this dead on? Why is this working? And then you you dive in, you look at the film, you put it in context. You put it in a broader context to be like, oh, this is why. Say if I'm say if I'm trying if I have a, a web page and it's converting really well. I don't just look at it and be like, it's converting really well. I'm going to duplicate everything about it. And then it doesn't work onto something that's a l- little bit similar. And you're like, I don't get it. I'm going to dig in and look into pieces 
and, and look at all the pieces in there. And so when you look at Mike Conley and you're like, he's an insane defender. Why is his defensive plus or minus really not, not good? And then you start to realize that, oh, look at, look at the perimeter defenders he's with. Look at, um, look at Marcus Gasol, who wasn't necessarily great in the pick and roll um, the last couple of years as he's uh, started to get older and, 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 and more and more plodding. Oh, look at he's, his team has been trash. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, one year he was kind of hurt. And then the other thing is sometimes, and we know this from 538, these defensive metrics, for some reason, it's insanely hard to quantify defense. Statistically, it's really, really, really hard. And there's no good way to do it. We, we are so good. Like it, There's so many ways to quantify offensive production, but there's no good way to quantify defensive production right now. We're getting there. But right now, the top way to do that is through defense. Mm-hmm. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I I agree. I mean, you know, the numbers are just frustrating. Like, Hassan Whiteside has numbers comparable to Rudy Gobert, and he's, like, got a triple-double with blocks. Rudy Gobert doesn't have that. But I don't think anyone in their right mind, I guess except for basketball, whatever his name is, coach basketball, YouTube channel guy like he thinks that Hosam Whiteside was better and he looks really bad uh just uh Justin Barrier and Chris Ryan are going to look really bad because Donovan Mitchell is absolutely balling and maybe we can get back to Donovan Mitchell on Team USA but he's killing it on Team USA he was a big part of them beating Czech Republic he dang near pulled them out of that loss to Australia in the exhibition game because he hit three monster buckets after four uh after Kemba missed like four shots he's going to be so good this year and i was thinking about um man i keep having a hard i'm fired up tonight uh but like you look at how he's going to play on on this jazz team this year with rudy gobert setting picks he's doing this with like miles turner who's been just okay and and brooke brooke lopez who's kind of just like a three-point shooting center at this point He's doing this stuff on his own. Imagine when he starts getting Rudy Gobert picks and he's at the rim. Or imagine getting set up by Mike Conley or having Boyan Bogdanovich on the perimeter, Joe Ingles. The Jazz are going to be so dang good. And uh, Donovan Mitchell showing how good he's going to be this year in this tournament. He's going to be the reason they win the tournament. If they win it, it's going to be because Donovan Mitchell had a big tournament. And it's exciting to watch. Uh, Donovan Mitchell's not the only one who's playing, though, Milo. We're also seeing Joe Ingles and Rudy Gobert show out on the tournament. Rudy Gobert recently frustrated because of a uh, doping test at, in the middle of the night. Uh, sorry, Rudy. I I wish they didn't do that to you because you dominated so badly in your game. I think they thought you might be be doping. <laughs> that's, that's how good Rudy Gobert is doing right now is he's... he's uh, He's uh playing so well that uh they have to to dope test him. But 
it it sounds like it was it was a surprise test too because i was reading oh they woke um, him up so when yeah yeah well i was um always these stories you always learn something really random like i i have a lot of basketball knowledge that is not able to be used in any conversation um in a sports bar um <laughs> like this 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 one that's about to be used um so they they have to alert you either 12 hours before or 4 hours after the event um also rudy was um, a, was right to, to be drug tested yeah yeah he was he was um he, he would have been outside the window um to be able to be alerted because his game i believe it happens um in the in the late afternoon um and then he was asleep and then he got alerted that he had the drug test that morning so uh fiba did not follow um their own regulations and he's right too when they pull blood so this isn't like peeing a cup so a lot of people probably thinking oh they probably went to his hotel room no <laughs> you have to go to um where everyone else gets drug tested they'll probably it's going to be off-site he went had to had to probably you know pull up pull up a cab an uber or something head over there get tested and uh guess what by the time that's all going on um it's it's daybreak and he's having to get to all of his other activities so um that's that's a that's a serious problem especially when you think about these these guys like they've only been in china for for a week so their bodies are still just all haywire when it comes to getting used to what what time it is and rest and proper rest so this is that if i was rudy gobert i would be absolutely livid like they didn't follow their own guidelines they it disrupted his recovery mm -hmm. and then he has to go to practice and he's still like the thing is is like for for all uh for if there is anyone and i haven't well actually i have seen a few people who are french who are like he's being a baby about it who rudy gobert lit up on his twitter good for him um uh he and like i think in french it, it like in french in french it didn't translate like super well but it really seemed like the phrase was like look at captain obvious here um mm -hmm. <laughs> when, when there's some like guy was just like well that's just what you get for being a professional athlete and he was like look at captain obvious um so uh but it's not like he can just like take a few hours off. He still has to watch film. He still has to, he still has to, um, you know, get their practice in so that they can be prepared to play their, you know, their next team. They have to do all these things to get ready. And so this whole, like this BS um, that FIBA put him through, that's garbage. And he played really well. Like he had, he had the and one at the very end of the game to put his team out of distance um, from Germany. Germany was playing really well. Like uh, Dennis uh, Schroeder had himself a game. He had himself a, a, a really good game. And um, he was lighting up Evan Fournier. And it didn't matter who France put on uh, put on Dennis Schroeder. He just went off. And that's and, and Dennis Schroeder just has the potential to do that. Mm -hmm. he, yeah, like he's either going to go like, like five for, for 24 or he's going to go like – 16 for 21 mm -hmm. like i don't feel like Dennis schroeder like has anything in between oh he definitely NBA player, he had, you know he yeah yeah and so he definitely went off um and um they were definitely trying to stay uh, away from rudy gobert trying to peel him away and um and 
and towards the end of the game, um, you could see Rudy Gobert started clapping for the ball on the inside, and he he did a slip screen on a pick and roll. Uh, Evan Fournier made a great pass um, to get him a ba- great bounce pass in between both defenders, and then Rudy Gobert just went one on three to get to the hoop and finger rolled it um, off the backboard in for the and one. It was a great play, like and 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 um, I was watching the game. I was I was at my at my family's place um, over the weekend. I was just I looked at my dad and I was just like, "This can you believe? Like this, <laughs> he offensively, this is Utah's fifth best player in their starting lineup. Oh, they're gonna be. This so is their fifth dynamic. best. This is is so nuts. It's so crazy. Like this is this is um." And and defensively, he's he's st- he still he he looks elite. He looks every bit the defensive player of the year as he was last season, and he just looks in great shape. Catching the um, ball really well. Obviously, FIBA thinks it. Yeah. yeah, catching the ball really well. Obviously, FIBA thinks he's in too good of shape. Um. So, so it's it that's really exciting. Like it, it, he just looks all stoked and and. Uh, after watching France, though, I don't think there's much of the th- of a threat to beat the USA as I thought they were before the game. I I think um I I think offensively they just don't have the firepower. They don't have anybody who can really just well they don't have anyone that like, can have a game like Patty Mills did where he just like hits. I mean the end of yeah, that game is it, insane. If you watch that, like he just hit three after three after. Th- I mean Kemba missed his last four shots. Patty Mills made his made his last four shots, and he was just he just had right. a great night. And sometimes that happens. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. They don't have a Patty Mills or a Dennis Schroeder or even a Thomas Sadoransky. Sadoransky was pretty like, good. They don't have a guard. He was pretty good. Yeah, they they they, they just don't have a guard. And man, is is Evan Fournier the French? Rodney Hood. <laughs> Their numbers are surprisingly similar. Can I say one thing? Kemba Walker did not keep his man in front of him, and Sadoransky uh, scored really well. You know what that means? That's not very good defense. If you don't keep your man in front of you, that's bad defense. Yes. Sorry. That's. I, I will say. I will say. Watching Kemba Walker, I like on one side of the ball, I'm like, man, I wish he played for the Utah Jazz. And then once he's in, that's once he's having to go. Like when his he's getting isolated oh, or thrown in a pick and roll. It's it, it's 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 definitely like you know like you're 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 pulling the collar a little bit, just getting a little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's, <laughs> I mean, a lot of times so, he's giving up what he gives, you know, and that's why mm-hmm, Marcus Smart but, played more than him. That's just a fact. Yeah, but but Kemba is really fun to watch. Kemba's really good. He's like an and one mix mixtape. Well, tour. can we? All right, one quick thing, and maybe we shouldn't because we don't have a lot of time. But are we sure Boston's going to be all that good? uh Kemba Walker uh you know not he's not better than Kyrie they lose they yeah. lose Al Horford you're going to be your best yeah. player is Kemba Walker uh Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown um are we sure that team's I forgot about Horford I forgot about Horford yeah that I that, mean you replaced that, Horford with Ennis Cantor I, I think every single time Cantor yeah I keep on th- I keep on forgetting that like cuz uh, I think with Kemba, if if I if I if if I squint really hard and forget that Gordon Hayward is on that team, they're actually really likable. I actually like Tatum. Um, I like Jalen Brown. I like Kemba Walker. I I really like Marcus Smart. Um, uh, it, it's a it's a team that's really rootable. Like I even said, I was like. 
Kemba Walker might actually make me not hate the Celtics this year. Uh, but on the other hand, um, Jason Tatum, I, I think we were talking about this on the phone um, the other day where I was just like, I think a lot of guys, I think, I think Celtics fans are going to be frustrated with Tatum unnecessarily this next season just because he's developmentally ahead of where he needs to be, but he's not the star that they think he that he's not the star that they think he is or that he's going to be next season. Mm-hmm. I think he just has a way and, to go. He's and he shows flashes of really great play. Like he was a big part of there was the, one him helping yeah. USA win. Go ahead. I was going to say there was parts where he was really a big deal helping USA win. He was hitting shots that really helped extend that lead. And he played off of smart and Mitchell really well. And there's moments where he looks really nice. And then there's moments where it's like, does this guy pass the ball? Like sometimes like you've it yeah, doesn't he, move. He just over dribbles. He really over dribbles. And it, yeah. And, and the thing is, it's not that he's a bad player. You're just like, uh, you see him on defense. Like I think defensively he's way more he ahead. A, a lot of potential. Um, than, than players his age are. But also there are times where it just reminds you like, you're like, Oh, he's 21. Mm-hmm. Like he's, Oh gosh, he's so young. Yeah, like that, and and uh, and one of those plays was he 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 over dribbled, but then he showed this insane flash where he beat his man, um, did a spin, and went up for for the for the layup, and you're like, oh dang! And then he misses the layup really badly after he got open mm-hmm. to the rim, and you're like, there's like there's that potential, there it is, like, um. And I just don't think he's there yet. And and because he's not there yet, um, like he controls their ceiling. Kemba Walker, Kemba Walker and uh Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart, they control Boston's floor next season. Like I think they'll be a playoff team. But Jay, uh, Jason Tatum controls their ceiling of where they're going to go. And Gordon Hayward to a degree of how I mean, that's well true. They he, do have Gordon Hayward continues to Yeah. But I mean, but Gordon Hayward, I don't think controls their their floor because last season he he was not very playable, mm-hmm. and and so and so the guys who can bring you up to your ceiling is like Gordon Hayward, who is um, has not looked good in his first season back from injury. He might look better, but he but he never looked like he was starting to gain any consistency whatsoever. And then another guy who's really inconsistent is Jason Tatum, but for age. And he's and the thing that's I hope Boston Celtics fans don't drag him and start to turn on him because he's not as far ahead as they think he should be. When in actuality, he is really ahead of where he should be. Well, he really played and outside so, himself for like, you know, the first part of that rookie season. He was hitting threes at at a rate that was so good that his percentage carried out throughout the year. But at a certain point last that rookie season, it just he hit a wall. And then he showed out in the playoffs. He played really well and kind of played outside of himself mm-hmm. again. And so I think he's going to be fine, but I do think it's going to take time. And I think, you know, if he plays really well this year, they'll be fine. But, and yeah, I got us on, on a tangent here, but he's been pretty fun. No, no, but there's sometimes, there's sometimes I, I, I like, I, I am wavering between the Celtics being like, man, are they going to be a six or seven seed? Or there's other times where I'm like, mm, I'm they could be a third seed. Mm-hmm. Like they I, have a like, pretty big variance. I, I, 
I they yeah they they really do uh, uh, for the Eastern Conference like because I just don't know how they're going to gel and also I think Brad Stevens is on the hot seat this next mm-hmm. season and so like how well is that team going to be behind him as a coach after last year after they saw what Kyrie did and railroaded uh, the, the the season and then they maybe they don't feel like Brad Stevens is a guy so I there's there's so many different storylines that we could go into with with boston yeah. that is just really just, fascinating before oh, we ahead. leave though we need to talk about oh Ingram. By, yes we need to talk about the the the, the australian god the best player in the nba um adonis himself joe ingles so joe looks re-energized he does he looks happy like, big time he looks like he loves basketball again it makes me so so happy to see joe looking like Joe again. And it's nice. Last year, I mean, we've talked about this a lot on the podcast. He's, he just looked so worn down mentally, physically last season that it was, you know, and it showed in the playoffs. And some of that was because he was physically worn down. The jazz were asking him to do way more than they should. Uh, And now he looks great. He jingled team USA. Like, you know, it was Patty Mills and Joe Ingles that beat team USA that game. I think, you know, to say like, I, I, it was more like Joe Ingles just played an incredible game that beat Team USA more than Team USA lost that game. Like Joe Ingles wins you games sometimes. Yeah. He's done. We've seen him do that for the Jazz. Like there will be nights where Ingles just has an incredible night, and the Jazz are unbeatable because he'll hit like four for five from three. He'll have seven assists. He'll play great defense, and you win that game because he just he imp- he has a, he has almost like a John Stockton. Like, like, and, and, and I, John Stockton in a way where there's no way in, in hell you can convince him that he needs to consistently take 14 shots tonight. Mm-hmm. You can tell him till you're blue in the face. I need you to take 14 shots a night and 10 of those need to be threes. And you're consistently going to get like three games with four shots, two games with, with 17 shots. And then one game he might take three. Like he is like he is the type of guy who um, is very unselfish. He's he, I'm, he never looks like he's comfortable being the man. Mm-hmm. But when he is the man. He 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 still can, unlike Stockton, he can just really just just love it and be the be the center of attention. I, I when he gave that interview, when his wife was like doing the, the sideline commentary. Awesome. Um, um, when I saw like how happy they were at that point, I was just like calling it jazz, jazz are going 82 and 0. <laughs> like this is, this, th- like, this is a better, this is a way better vibe. Um, it, and Joe Ingles just looks like they're Joe Ingles. Um, they had a post the other day where, um, his son, um, uh, referred to their mom as mommy for the first time, which is amazing. Like. Just so cool, um, and their their kids are about the same age as my daughter. So, it, uh, like, I think about like how long. Like, my daughter is like talking, like talking nonstop, and to have that, and and, and putting myself in in their shoes of man, like two and a half years, not like you know, really struggling with communication with my own, with my own daughter. Like that would, yeah, I don't think, I don't think a lot of things would feel important 
Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's and that's not and that's and that that's not just communication. It's behavior. It's everything. And really trying to be the best parents that you could possibly be. And and yeah, so basketball would be like, yeah, this is literally the last thing that I really care about right now because all I want to do is just I want I I, I want to know mm-hmm. my kid. I want them to like. I've like, had so, so many kids. I I've forgotten awesome. their names sometimes, and and uh, <laughs> I, I refer to them as number four, number two. Uh, but I do enjoy talking with them. I could not imagine how hard that would be. Tax tax, tax break, break three and five. Income tax break number four, baby. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I I love my kids, and I couldn't imagine like how I you know I've been you know uh, I couldn't be more happy for Joe and his wife who. Seem like they've kind of figured right. it out, and and that's just hard to do. And you're in a in a very high. I mean, it's a job for Joe. It's a high. You know, you're in the spotlight. I know it's nice. That's one reason why it's nice to be in Utah. Sometimes is when you don't want that spotlight, you can kind of fade into the background a little bit. Uh, but it's still a global league now, and so it's just it's nice to see mm-hmm. Joe look happy, content. He looks like he enjoys basketball. Last year, it didn't look like he was enjoying basketball very much, and so. If if Joe can just find that no. peace and and stuff, the jazz will be great. Uh, and and is Donovan Mitchell ever going to hear the end of it? Oh no, absolutely like, not. I, like seriously, <laughs> I, I think I think every training camp, like I, I the first day of training camp, it I, I am going. I guarantee you, we will have a full post on SOC Dunk of all the times Joe Ingles during his his first interview trashes donovan mitchell and team <laughs> usa like it's it's like we're gonna have at least like eight paragraphs of just joe ingles like going on like it's gonna be great i am so excited for that and and joe ingles he had himself a great game he had like 17.7 assists six rebounds like something insane um against uh now albeit it was against tunisia um <laughs> but uh they lit him up and he he's he's having himself the time of his life, and this is really awesome too because that's that's a playing in China is really great for Australia. Like it's it's prime time, and this is really great for Australian mm-hmm. basketball. Like it beating USA, amazing for Australian basketball, amazing for the growth of that sport, and especially it, like Euro League is great, but man, but man, it feels like. I feel like the, the the MBL over there in Australia has some insane momentum of um, of their game going on right now, and that's that's really exciting awesome. to the see. More, the more the best, um, a lot the better. more more yeah, more momentum than I think like the Chi- a Chinese basketball league. Um, it, it feels like more guys, um, more young like eighteen year olds are choosing to go over there, especially with, like the significant top twenty recruit. Um, who chose to go over there just this past year? So this is just really exciting. Um, so, uh, United States. Um, next time we we pick this up, we'll we'll be like three more games into this. We'll probably be talking about who the United States is playing in round one. Um, after uh, well, round two, I, I don't even know how to classify it because they're in the group group yeah, games well, right now. Be sure, it'll be very um, so late we'll and who, very difficult to watch. That's all I know. Yes. Um, yeah. It's just like these games, while it's fun to find, I, it's probably best that it's before the season and we're all kind of like chomping at the bit for basketball because if this was like right after the season and playoffs, I'd be like, there's no way I'm waking up at 3.30 or 6.30 in the morning to watch this. 
<laughs> but we, you know what? We're crazy people. We There's no it. way. But we're super, super mm-hmm. excited. But we're super excited. Like, like so excited for the next year's season. And and the most importantly, this uh, uh, this is really giving the Utah Jazz a chance for their guys to be in shape, to get in rhythm before the season. I think the only thing that the Utah Jazz are really going to have to focus on for this next season, because they play these their guys, three of their guys played in um, FIBA, is you're just going to see Joe Ingles get some uh, load management games. Same with Rudy Gobert, and probably same with Donovan Mitchell. They're, you're, they're just going to get some games off just to uh, just to keep them fresh, especially those those back to back. And as back to backs are lower this year. It's much easier mm-hmm. to do that. So, yeah, well, it's gonna be fun to watch, guys. Well, I hope uh, I hope that um, you'll get to probably be listening to this after their game um, tomorrow. But make sure that you like and subscribe to the Ho- the Hoops Nerd. Well, not not the Hoops Nerd. Sorry, the SLC Punks Podcast. Well, you can still subscribe can still to the subscribe Hoops to that, but that's something else. <laughs> SLC Dunk. We'll it. Uh, slcdunk.com make sure you're going to the website read all the articles it's great stuff you got guys watching games at 3 30 in the morning writing articles for you uh we have downbeats every day you've got the slc dunk podcast network with the utah jazz podcast hoops nerd like we mentioned slc punks and just a lot of content out there for you to consume so make slc dunk that hub for all the things you're looking for in terms of the jazz uh, anything else, Milo? Uh, just hit us up on the on the so- social media, and uh, there's good stuff. Taylor's been putting up great stuff, and God bless him for being up at terrible hours. <laughs> He's gonna be up tonight, or well, I think yeah. it's six thirty. Yeah, I so mean, I'll be watching. I might get up and watch it on my phone in the morning in bed, right? And make and make the tweets. Yep. Well. Y'all have a good one, y'all. Talk to you later. Peace.